Welcome to Stories with MS podcast and today we will be reading a few chapters of a new Wattpad story named One Moment and it is vastly vastly popular series on Wattpad and I think so it will be rightfully so I am not sure I have read just two chapters and it looks freaking fantastic so let's just go So first is chapter 1 Laughter fills the car and I see the faces of each person I love my mom my dad my little sister jessa my boyfriend aaron and my best friend madeline it's christmas eve and it's snowing outside the snowflakes dotting the windshield of the truck like soft kisses we are on our way home from dinner at my grandparents house feeling at singing along to the christmas carols that are coming through the speakers everything is perfect and i am in the process of wishing that every christmas eve will be like this one for the rest of my life when the truck lurches and the smell of burning rubber stings my nose there's another lurch and the last thing i hear before i black out are screams bracketed by the sound of shattering glass it doesn't matter where i fall asleep on the couch on a bench in a park or in my bed with the covers pulled over me like the shield the nightmares always find me with their long terrifying loss like stroke the nape of my neck and cocks the night's traumatic events to come out and haunt me torture me until i wake up sobbing shaking sweating and infected with the guilt that has cemented itself into my bones since the moment i woke up with my grandparents by my side in the hospital when the news that i was only one who survived the incident was broken to me this experience is like the web of a black widow spider strong and sticky ready to trap its prey suffocated my mind is the spider and the memories are the web i am trapped and i can't get out there's a soft hiss to my left my heart is pounding in my ears my head is throbbing with a consistent pain my knee is on the fire i hear nothing but the pain i see nothing but the broken windshield most of it completely shattered save for the upper corner that's only been cracked the dark crimson splatters of blood against the innocent snow twisted wrapped bunches of metal strewn across the slick asphalt then in the distance i hear sirens i try to speak where are my mom and dad my sister aaron mads why can't i move god the pain is unbearable i feel like the parts of the truck twisted and shattered bruised and broken damaged beyond repair but before i can see anything i fade out my eyes snap open i am drenched in something warm and a scream rips through my throat i frantically begin to scrub at my hands i need to get the blood off i need it off i need it off i need it off light spills into the room blinding me it only increases my panic reminding me of the vehicle that collided with us that night i squeeze my eyes shut preparing myself for the collision but it never comes i never feel the sudden impact or hear the shrill screams that made my ears bleed instead i feel frail arms wrap around my body honey grandma says breathe you are okay you are okay i collapse into my grandma's arms letting the pain overcome me as i cry into her shoulder it's unfair that i was the only one who survived the accident i wish the drunk driver would have hurt us just a little harder ensuring my death along with everyone else but that's not what happened 
Two weeks after the incident on Christmas Eve three years ago, I woke up from a medically induced coma to found out that I was the only one who survived the accident. I should have screamed at the world, sobbed until all the life had been sucked out of me. All I felt in the moment was numbness, denial. I didn't want to believe something so terrible, so heartbreaking had happened. I stared at the cast around my broken knees, the hundreds of stitches that had been used to sew me up after emergency. Surgery was needed due to internal bleeding. I didn't shed a single tear. Breathe, she whispers. Remember what the therapist said? Tiny, deep breaths, in and out. If only it were that simple. If only deep breaths could cure this everlasting pain and loneliness that eats away at my gut with the every second that passes. If only it could bring them back. I hate this world for making me live through the pain and guilt with no one to turn to, for not answering any of the questions I have. I didn't know why I am the only one who made it through with only some scars and a faint limp due to maximum breakage in my right knee. But I did. It's unfair, all of this. I should be up there or wherever they are with them. I shouldn't be here living with my grandparents and limping through the days as they pass, living and breathing. My body should be decomposing beneath the hard grounds of Winnipeg in grapes or next to the graves. Yet here I am, breathing and living. The pain attacks me again, stronger and deeper this time, gouging at my heart. I want it to stop. I want all of it to stop. There has to be a way to end this. And this was the end of chapter one. Frankly, a not so good start in my opinion because it just starts really depressing. But I think so it is good. It is not, I will not say bearable. It is actually a 7 out of 10 start for me. It is just for me. And <laughs> I forgot to mention, I have linked the story down in the description box if any of you wanted to read it out. Okay. And okay, let's move to the chapter 2. One month later. The nights haven't gotten any better in the past month. But I know, despite my guilt and despair, I can't miss out on attending university. Thanks to a scholarship I worked hard to gain. With top grades during high school in biology, chemistry and anatomy, I have been given a spot in one of Canada's best programs at the University of Calgary. Every person I lost that night would find a way to haunt me if I didn't go and pursue my own passion for helping animals. I am not, I am not doing this for myself. I am, doing, I am doing it for them. Today is the 1st of September with classes starting tomorrow and my grandparents have flown with me to Calgary to help me get settled in my dorm room. Upon arrival, we meet up with my aunt and uncle who are posing as a ride to the university. It's a tense, uncomfortable situation to face. Just like any other person that knows my story, they don't know how to approach me, which is why they stay back, giving me sorrowful looks of pity. I am the girl who lost everyone. I am the girl who survived. The 25-minute drive from Calgary International Airport is just as uncomfortable for me. But my grandma and grandpa find a way to create a conversation that eases some of the tensiness. For my aunt and uncle anyway, 
all I am thinking about is how I should be with my parents and little sister right now. How Aaron and I should be completing our post-secondary education together. How Matt should be testing me, asking me about how hot the campus boys are. And if there are any, I think she could snag with her southern charm. Their conversation does nothing for me. In fact, it makes me wish I could speed time with uh, just so I could be unpacking my belongings and hauling them into the dorm rooms. I can't stand the pity. I am fragile, broken, and my soul has shattered into millions of pieces. But I am still living. Does that not count for something? When we arrive, I am the first one out of the car. Since the incident happened, I haven't been very keen on driving or being a passenger. It took me months to even get back into a vehicle. Whenever I am in a vehicle, my lungs compress and I feel like I am being smothered to death. It's a terrible, torturous feeling. Outside, the air is warm with a hint of crispiness to it, telling me autumn is on its way. It's a strikingly perfect day. A cloudless blue sky, a bright sun complete with the soothing breeze. I quickly unpack, arranging everything in a neat line along the sidewalk. I turn around to see everyone standing in front of me. This is a moment I have been dreading, the goodbye moment. Ah, thanks for the ride, I say to my aunt and uncle, trying to add emotion into the voice. Positive emotions are something that have been lacking over the past year, unless directed towards my grandparents, and I know it's my fault. I know it's my fault that people act like they are walking on eggshells around me. I, I have dissociated myself from everyone to prevent bonds from forming. I never want to feel the same pain I did and still do after the accident. Aunt Megan cautiously walks up to give me a hug. I hug her back, feeling nothing. Good luck, Inslee, she whispers. If you need anything, we are half an hour away. I nod, barely absorbing what she said. The truth is, I can't look Aunt Megan in the eyes because she has the same ones my mom does. Dead. The same deep green every time I see her face. I am reminded that my mom, the one I used to bake cakes and have heated games of Scrabble with, is dead. Gone. Has been ripped away from me. When the hugs are over, my grandma picks up my bag of clothes and gestures for me to collect my card box box of personal belongings. The cardboard box is about as big as your average backpack. My belongings are minimal. Having too much stuff seemed pointless once I was realized from the hospital. Since then, I have made sure to keep only what I need. Call us when you are done, mom. Art Megan says, we will come and get you then. I am already walking down the side like by the time she has finished her sentence, gazing up at the tall, deciduous trees that line each side. The leaves are already beginning to change from green to an assortment of autumn colors. Kinsley, Grandma says, catching up to me, they were trying. An age consumes my heart, but I don't let it show on my face. I am sorry, I mutter. Sometimes the looks of pity get to me. Grandma rests a hand on my arm, preventing me from taking another step. I know, honey, she says. I squeeze my eyes shut. I wish they were here, Grandma. Behind my eyelids, I can picture mom taking picture after picture of me and the rest of my family. Dad helping me carry laundry bins full of belongings and clothes. Jessa admiring the vastness of campus and telling us that one day she will be attending the same exact university. The image morphs into the moment. 
where it's time to say goodbye. Mom is crying. Dad is trying not to and Jessa is telling me that I have to come back home to Winnipeg for her birthday and Christmas. I never knew how important saying goodbye was until now. We take them for granted. The hugs, the kisses that are exchanged. We roll our eyes and think they are ridiculous, but they are not. They are one of the most important privileges in life. You always say goodbye because you never know when the day might come where you don't get to see it when it matters most. There might be a day where you miss out on saying goodbye to someone forever. I wish they were here. I repeat, wiping furiously at my tears. I always look forward to crying on this day, but not in this manner. These tears should be because I am a little bird that's finally leaving the nest for the first time but knows I can always return. Not because I am a lost little bird that can never do the nest. And this is the end of chapter 2. And frankly, nothing really much happened. Means this story is a editor pick in the Wattpad. And I am judging it according to its standard that it has achieved. This story is really good. Okay, don't get me wrong by any means. And I will highly recommend it if you are free and if you are planning to get to pick up some books then definitely you can definitely go and read the story it is a really good read and it is a read that i will read easily 8 out of 10 because everything is just so detailed whenever i see a book published on a free public platform then i always think that okay good this is really good but still there is something missing some professionalism and i didn't get the feeling when i was reading one moment please go and read it and if you can means support the author i don't know the author by any means i am not promoting it i am not just means forcing it down in your throats nothing like that but if you want to read it then please go and read it it's a good read and i will see you guys in our next podcast episode and thank you for listening to this podcast